Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Kingdom of Pod. Jeff Caves here from Firemount, Texas. It's been quite some time uh, that I have checked in here on the Kingdom of Pod for Boise State football podcast. And a lot of reasons for that. It really doesn't matter, does it? You're here now, and so am I, because the news, of course, is all about Conference of Palooza, which always gets me excited. Coming up, conversation with Carl Benson, former commissioner of the uh, WAC Sunbelt, and has a pretty I think vast knowledge really of where this thing is headed. And I want to bounce off some of my concepts with Carl and of course, to relate everything back to where Boise state football is at right now. Uh, first, I hope that you do continue to listen to this podcast. I'm out here in Texas working uh, in a lot of different capacities and I certainly follow Boise state football and news in and around the program uh, as, as best I can. I, of course, you lose the opportunity to see people, you know, face to face where I think that's the best information that you can gain. Uh, when you have relationships through the years, you run into people and you learn things, you talk to them. Uh, that's changed quite a bit, I think, for a lot of people who'd been around the program for quite some time, because a lot of those people left and new people came in and those relationships take time to build up. And uh, there's a new era of how everything is done right now. Uh, so uh, this is where we're at. Um, the Conference of Palooza news, though, uh, for Boise State, I know is unsettling. I get that. And if you go back and look at the history of Boise State joining the Big West Conference when they first left the Big Sky, uh, there was sort of upheaval there. Uh, when the Big uh, West exploded and they had to find a home in the WAC, it's because the WAC exploded and the Mountain West was formed. And so Boise State got an opportunity there. When they left the WAC, went into the uh, – uh, Mountain West, well, there was an explosion there, and, and they left the Mountain West and wanted to go to the Big East. Uh, there was an explosion in the Big East. They came back to the Mountain West. So anybody who's followed the program through all of these moves uh, understands all of this, and this is what it takes for sometimes the schools that are working their way up to get that opportunity. So I think that's where we are now. Now, there's a couple of different dominoes here that I want to lay out that have a lot to do with what kind of opportunities could be following for Boise State at this time. And most of the attention has always centered around the Pac-8, Pac-10, Pac-12, or where they're ultimately going to end up after SC and UCLA check out, and I think some other schools are going to check out. So let's still focus on that. What are the chances of Boise State getting into some version of the Pacific uh, 10 or 12 conference? And First, let's just decide what's going to ultimately happen to the Big Ten. And I think that you would have to look at it, and I want to talk to Carl about this as well, and understand how unreasonable it would be 
to leave SC and UCLA in an expanded Big Ten with nobody else to play between Los Angeles and Lincoln, Nebraska, and then beyond that. And that's putting them at a disadvantage. Every road trip for SC and UCLA is a four or five hour plane trip minimum in every sport. And I don't think that is really conceivable. I, I think the odds are very, very low that the Big Ten will sit at this 16 number. So let's just say that I'm thinking they're going to expand. And so the Big Ten's expansion has to be in concert with USC and UCLA. I do believe they've had these conversations in depth. I do believe also that Fox and the TV people put this together in, in concert with the commissioners and the athletic directors at the affected schools and the way they went. So let's go back, though, to what do you do now? Uh, why wasn't there an announcement that, say, Oregon, Washington were coming along with SC and UCLA into this new Big Ten? Well, the whole collusion argument, which Carl Benson, I'm sure, is going to talk about, uh, is something everybody wants to avoid after seeing what happened with Texas and Oklahoma and the SEC. So they could be coming down the road. Maybe there's further negotiations as well. But I do think ultimately, if you look at the academics of the Big Ten and how those presidents uh, want to be around like minds, it makes sense that they look for schools in this AAU, uh, which is their own association for high academic universities, which SC and UCLA are two of those schools. Well, of course, Oregon and Washington are two more of those schools, as is Stanford, as is Cal. And I see these four schools as being prime prospects to go into the Big Ten and also provide relief to SC and UCLA and put this East-West conversation uh, or East-West or West-Midwest divisional organization uh, put together. And if you were to go to 20 schools, uh, bring in Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and or Cal, you get to your 20. There was some conversation uh, amongst people who follow these conferences quite closely that there was a surprise that UCLA was able to leave without Cal, that the you know, UC border regents in California didn't say something about this. Well, also Cal has the highest academics of any public school. So the X factor to me could be, will the Big Ten still try to get Notre Dame in the boat? Notre Dame, as uh, Ferelli of CBS pointed out, plays both Stanford and USC every year. So wouldn't you want Stanford to be the 20th school with Oregon, Washington, uh, and, and Stanford uh, in this alignment? And then you'd get to your 20 that way. Well, if they can't get Notre Dame, maybe they take Cal. If they, can't, if they can't get Notre Dame, maybe they go to the Big 12 and take Kansas. Kansas is an AAU member, high academics there. Uh, I could see that possibility because of basketball and a, a lot of money coming to them in this direction. So let's just stay, though, that the – Big 10 takes four out of the Pac-12. And now the Pac-12 is down to six. And if you look at those schools, Washington State, Oregon State, the Arizona schools, Colorado, uh, uh, Utah, um, you, you've, you, you've got some challenges here in rebuilding this. Um, and it's all about who is going to get markets that will attract television households and or internet streams to your games. And this is where the conversation about Boise State comes in. And the Pac-12 is under pressure to put this together first because they're the next TV contract that has to be negotiated. So 
desperate measures, and Carl's going to talk about this, uh, produce you know, desperate measures come from desperate, desperate times. And I think that's where the Pac-12 finds themselves now. So the question is, if they do lose the schools that I mentioned, they already asked SC and UCLA, and if they lose Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal, well, they got to add some schools back in. And let's see, that's Washington, Oregon State left, the Arizona schools left, Colorado, and Utah. That's six schools. So they need four more to get to 10, and they need to start building themselves up to compete in the television marketplace with the Big 12 because that's all of a sudden their new competition. They're not going to compete with the Big 10 or the SEC or even the ACC. They're on their own right now. So would make sense to me to add San Diego, and it would make sense to add Las Vegas, and it would make sense to add Boise, and the fourth school I kind of struggle with. Do they try to poach BYU out of the Big 12 and bring them back to the fold with Utah? Do those two schools want to be back together? Does BYU look at it and go, hey, we're in the Big 12. They get more money than this Pac-12 will ever get with that configuration. I don't know. Does, do the Arizona schools bolt out to the Big 12 because they think they're going to make more money over there? Phoenix, all of a sudden, is the most powerful market in this new era of the pack without SC and UCLA and without Oregon and without Seattle and Washington and maybe without Stanford and Cal. So it gets complicated, but that's the path I see for Boise State. They do have a nice national footprint, not compared to Miami, not compared uh, to some of the schools that you know are, are in the ACC or Notre Dame that's an independent or even BYU to some degree, really. They, they don't have that kind of footprint, but they still have a better uh, television household generated number and generate computer streams. They can generate computer streams, I, I think, as well or better than UNLV, of course. Even San Diego State, they've done that through the years. So they have a, a great opportunity to get into this new league. And I think it could potentially happen relatively soon, but the Pac-12 will first have to solidify uh, their membership and make sure the Arizona schools are sitting pat and they'll have to have a quick conversation with Cal too and, and figure out what their future is. And who knows, you know, Colorado could be going back to their uh, roots, if you will, back into the pack, uh, into the big 12. That's, that's always possible as well. Hey, this and every edition of, of this podcast for Boise state football is always brought to you by bet online. Now I realize uh, there's a lot of States right now where you can bet online legally and, there's some plenty of more states where you can't. So perhaps bet online is your best option because they're the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can get the latest odds, news, sports developments, including all the information about Wimbledon finals, Major League Baseball, fighting news, uh, even the early futures on next NFL, next year's NFL season. So get over to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the Joined by the former commissioner of the Sunbelt Conference and the WAC, Carl Benson, who's been on this podcast several times. Carl, I've sort of outlined where I see that the, the Pac-10 could go, the Pac-12 could go, the Pac-6, the Pac-7, we don't know, the Big 20, the Big 12, the Big 10. A lot of people have to look at their names. This is uh, 
really coming down to what could be 40 schools. But let, let's start with this. Is this the beginning, Carl, of the reincarnation of the College Football Association where these 40 schools, as you previously said, could be reorganizing themselves? And if so, how? Well, we're 24 hours into this, Jeff. And uh, I tell you what, there has not been a, any shortage of you know, speculation and, and possible outcomes and, and various scenarios. And, and I'm sure that there's a lot of conversation, background conversation going on right now uh, in terms of what the Big Ten is, is going to do, obviously what the, what the Pac-12 is going to do. You know, I've, I've been through that, that early stage of, of the surprise departure. And, you know, I've also been around when that happens, what those schools in the Pac-12 are doing right now. And, you know, to, to think that they are committed to the Pac-12 is, is unrealistic. They are all looking out to see how can they, how can they still stand uh, when this thing is, is said and done? And, and specifically a Washington and Oregon, I know you've laid it all out and Cal and Stanford and, um, you know, there's not, there's not enough room for all of them. Mm -hmm. And, and at some point in time, um, assuming that there will be additional PAC 12 teams that, that go to, go to the, to the big 10, then it's a matter of, you know, the commissioner and, and the PAC 12 membership saying, okay, this is, this is what we have left. And, you know, and I was in that position you know, a couple of times, this is what we have left. What can we, what can we build on and where do we go to build and to rebuild and to replenish? And I think that, you know, the options are, are pretty, pretty isolated. You either do something with the big 12 uh, within a merger mm -hmm. either, or you go in and, and, uh, and look at the big 12, specifically BYU in terms of a big 12 member. And then it's the Mountain West. And when you look at the Mountain West, I think it's pretty clear that, you know, that, that it's the San Diego State and Boise State and, you know, maybe a UNLV. Um, you know, the, the two names, you know, that, you know, are, you know, Boise State and San Diego State are the, are the ones that have value and have name recognition. Um, I don't know if you, if you discount Air Force in, in this. Mm -hmm. Jeff no, I don't think you discount them, but yeah, I think that uh, they're always willing to move. Yeah, and and they and they always have you know have some value, and they've got a, a fan base and a and, and name recognition. So um, you know, I mean, Colorado State obviously uh, you know made a big big push for for Big Twelve. I mean, they they went way out to the point that they built that three hundred million dollar stadium that's currently in sitting in the middle of campus, and it's a it's a beautiful you know stadium that uh that would fit quite nicely in uh in some of the current uh, pac-12 campuses but uh, right, let me let me let me ask you something though that this is the next domino i want to see your opinion because you've been in these meetings and mike bone the usc athletic director said nothing about because he hasn't, hasn't answered any questions about sc and ucla joining the big 10 and traveling four to five hours for their closest opponents so true they're, they're surely doesn't there have to be some other schools in between Nebraska and Los Angeles for this to work or not? And is it already pre-negotiated to some level? I, I would be shocked if, if there aren't uh, two or three or four more Pac-12 teams that, that are going to get the invite. The, the timing of it and, and, you know, you talk about the, you know, the, the legality of, of moving. I mean, Conferences are, are corporations, and, and there are some 
you know, some uh, fiscal responsibility, fiduciary responsibility that, that college presidents have. Uh, and I think that the timing of it uh, has to look like it wasn't pre-planned so that there isn't any collusion uh, possibilities. Uh, but I'll guarantee you that uh, that University of Washington and, and Oregon are, you know, are, are camped out right now. Mm -hmm. If not, if it hasn't already been, re you know, you know, as you said, pre pre negotiated, but uh, um, you know, and, and that you know that that gets you to twenty teams, perhaps uh, you know, under the under the Big Ten umbrella, and um, you know, there hasn't been a shortage of speculation as to okay, what does that mean for the SEC? When you look at the when you look at the dominoes and how they have fallen over time, there has been a a, a pretty clear uh, you know reaction that. When you know the Big Ten, you know took the took Nebraska. The SEC comes in and you know and, and gets Texas A&M and, and Missouri, and um, and now you know is the Big Ten response with USC and UCLA a direct uh, reaction to a year ago Texas and Oklahoma? Mm -hmm. And you know I think the two conferences have clearly demonstrated you know that they are aggressive and that they are going to make some moves that that catch people, you know, by surprise. Um, you know, last year's Texas, Oklahoma move to the SEC, you know, was, you know, it was a bombshell, but uh, I don't think anyone was surprised because there had been speculation about Texas and Oklahoma, even going to the big 10. So uh, I don't think that, that that was a, a, as big a surprise as, as USC and UCLA going to the big 10. And, and when you talk about geography and, and uh, I mean, this is definitely, this is, this widens, widens that, uh, that footprint, that big 10 footprint yeah. clearly from the, you know, from the Atlantic to the, to the Pacific. And, uh, and you look at the markets that are left um, just in terms of, of population and, and, and notoriety, you know, with, with San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, um, you, know, you can't throw out Phoenix. I mean, Phoenix is a huge, a huge market, and and Arizona State, uh, you know, has prominence, you know, in that market. So uh, I don't think you can you can rule out Arizona State either in this. So Carl, we're we're uh, going to get to the Boise State scenario here in a second, but the prediction that some had is that the the sooner that college football can get to the NFL model of the number of teams, the number of playoffs and uh, fewer television networks with more money going to the conferences involved, the better off they're going to be. If they go to 40 teams, 40 schools, and they go to 16 playoff uh, positions and they just keep it between the two conferences, they're all of a sudden pretty close to the NFL model of 32 teams and 14 playoff teams, right? Well, absolutely. And, and again, I think that, uh, you know, speculating down the down the road when when negotiations, if if those two conferences go together for some type of a of a postseason event, mm -hmm. um, you know, is there anybody outside of that those forty schools? You know, I think Notre Dame has to has to somehow be be in there someplace to mm -hmm. make sure that that the networks aren't going to say, "Hey, listen, we need we need this school." in order to make this deal work. Um, I don't know if there's anybody that, that wouldn't be included in those 40 
that the networks would say, hey, we need school X, Y, or Z, you know, in the in the fold here. So, you know, you and whether it's intentional, whether it's it's just the the way that it's all fallen out, um, what what could be created is a is a true NFL collegiate model of, of 40 teams and and that 16 team playoff that you mentioned and I don't know I don't know what the 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 number is but it's 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 billions in terms of what what that would be worth regular season and and postseason so looking at Boise State's situation Carl let's say the Pac-12 does lose Washington Oregon Stanford and Cal and SC and UCLA and they've got to rebuild to some number and the CFP contracts up in 25. So I don't know what negotiation the other uh, leverage, the other 90 schools have with these 40 having all their power. Right. And, and if the CFP is up, we could be looking at a reinvention of everything. And so if Boise state were to get themselves into the pack 10, 12, however they want to rebuild it. Uh, you know, what, is that the right move to make? Uh, or is it better for schools like Boise State to wait because it's not like they have a ton of options yet? Yeah, I think, Jeff, the, the, the question for me will be if those 40 separate out and, and there have been athletic directors from the Big Ten that have talked about the need for there to be a football only organization mm-hmm. uh, outside of the NCAA jurisdiction and and that college football is operated singularly um, is is what they're creating. Is it a 40, you know, 40 team organization or is it a 60? It's I I don't it's not going to be 130. You know, I mean, that's I mean, even if even if the SC UCLA Big Ten thing hadn't happened and and there was this conversation among the five commissioners the power five commissioners as to what what does this new organization look like i don't think it was all inclusive even though there may have been one commissioner who said you know 10 conferences he made some comment about this would include all 10 conferences uh that may have been that may have been just one commissioner who thought that it was important to 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 be totally inclusive um so i I mean if i was a commissioner of of a of a bit of a Group of five conference today, um, I would uh, I would I would be pretty pretty worried about what it's going to look like. You know, we, there's always been the the line, mm-hmm. but uh, is that line now going to be forty above the line and and ninety below? And if it's ninety below, um, you know, Boise State and Colorado State may end up being in the same conference or in the same. Uh, association with Washington State and Oregon State. No, Carl, we'll th- we'll see as we talk right now. There there could be movement. We're just wasting time here, maybe. But, <laughs> you know, as uh, Dennis Dodd's reporting out there that Notre Dame is going to be in the running, protect perhaps for the Big Ten. So I'm sure, there's a lot of developments we'll be talking down the road. Thank you. You bet. All right, thanks once again to Carl Benson for giving us his insight on this conference of Palooza. This is the Kingdom of Pod, a look at Boise State football as news warrants. Uh, I'll try to get to these weekly, bi-weekly as, as, you know, things are happening right now pretty quickly. So I'll try to, you know, as soon as I have enough perspective to put down 
and uh, give you something to listen to that I think is new and information, new information, different, different take on it all. Uh, we'll do it. It's all brought to you by Bet Online here in the Believe Podcast Network. Talk to you later. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.